Welcome to Sisters of the Apocalypse. This podcast is hosted by sisters, surviving in this crazy world and just trying to keep a sense of humor along the way. Listen to three witty women who grew up in the same house, share their ideas, inspirations, and experiences. The Sisters of the Apocalypse will share the ups, downs, and everything in between when it comes to life as a millennial woman in today's world. Relatable and enjoyable until the very end. Hello. So tonight we are talking about something you wish you had been taught sooner. Lots of different things came to mind and lots of different funny stories and experiences. And so we're going to jump right in to this topic. And Christine is going to start us off with her example of what is something that you wish you had been taught sooner? Well, for me, one that I just cannot fathom that I did not learn earlier in my life was really how to cook. Um, I feel like I didn't learn how to cook until I was like in my mid twenties, like well after I was out of college, especially like how to cook a vegetable. I don't think I knew that there was other ways to cook it other than just boiling it or steaming it. And now cooking is one of my favorite things to do. I love trying new cuisines, trying new recipes, trying new funky dishes I'm not like an expert by any means, but I do really enjoy it. And it's just so funny. Like, I don't know. What did I eat in college? I have no memory of cooking. (laughs) I have no idea what I ate. Um, That's fair. Yeah. It's just one of those things I've really come to enjoy. And it's hard to believe that for so long, I did not know how to cook anything. (laughs) How? Okay. So as someone who doesn't necessarily know how to cook, how did you learn? You you say you learned maybe your mid-20s. Like, what was that? Did you take a class? No, I think I got on this, like, I got, I read some article about the paleo diet. And at the time I thought it was really interesting. And I liked the kind of like the reasonings behind it. And part of the paleo diet was a lot of protein and vegetables. And I had like a, I kind of knew how to cook protein ish, but I didn't really know how to cook vegetables. And so it really made me like go past my comfort zone of what I knew how to do. And then after that, it just was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And has kind of, I don't no longer eat the paleo diet, but I've gone through many different iterations of different diets and things like that, or types of eating. And so each one has kind of like taught me new things about how to cook. I'm still not particularly like great at it. I still don't know. I'm still afraid to use the pressure cooker, but I know people swear by it. Love it. Nice. That's a great one. That is a good one. So something for me that I wish I had learned about sooner or been maybe like taught somehow, this is a really random one. It is about postage for mailing things because (laughs) I love mailing cards and putting things in the mail and snail mail, sending people things, Christmas cards, Valentine's cards. Like I just love it. And more times than not, I'm putting the wrong postage on such items. And so I just feel like I've had so many like silly lessons learned about postage. Like I didn't know post, I didn't know postcard stamps were a thing. And then I learned about them and I thought, oh my gosh, what a great way to save some money on postage. So I will get postcards for Christmas instead of letters. Then I bought postcards or printed postcards that were larger than the postcard size. So then the postcard stamps didn't work. And one year I bought Christmas cards that were so cute and had these adorable sparkly Christmas trees on the front, wrote out all my cards, addressed them, stamped them, took them to the post office. And they're like, yeah, these are too thick. 
we can't mail them as letters. You have to mail them as packages. And I was like, oh, well, let's, that's not really what I want to do, but okay. It was $5 per envelope. And so I was like, well, like only a handful of people are getting Christmas cards. And the rest I just threw out. Cause I was like, I can't afford to send $5 per card when I'm sending like 40 or 50 Christmas cards. Like that is not reasonable. That is not in the Christmas budget. So I feel like postage and just mail stuff in general, I have just struggled with and continue to learn the hard way. I don't know how I would have learned that sooner. Maybe just taking some time to actually think these things through I don't know either. <laughs> before I buy things. I literally did it last week where I bought this card. And then I was like, I think this is too big <laughs> to use a regular stamp. I'm going to have to go to the post office rather than just like put a stamp on it and throw it in your mailbox. I just do this all the time. That's very funny. lesson that I haven't fully learned. This is one I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> what I'm about you, Jennifer? Imagine you consistently going to the post office and just being like bamboozled. Like, how can this not work again? <laughs> Thankfully, it's not like I'm like running into the same person who's like, oh my gosh, like how did Liz screw this up this time? That would be really embarrassing. <laughs> Jenny. Okay. What's something? Um, so I have two, but I'll start with my more like lighthearted one. The something that I wish I had known about earlier, or I had just, I guess I knew about it, but I didn't know about like the merits of it. I'm going to blow your minds. TSA pre-check. Oh, that's a great one. I, now that I have it, I cannot go back. Mm -hmm. And there have, it has saved all of us, I think, oh, yeah. multiple times when we would have missed a flight because you show up and the security line just happens to be twice as long as you expected. Oh, yeah. And you get to breeze through TSA pre-check with your shoes still on and get to your gate faster. And I wish I had known about that when I was younger, when I was traveling, kind of just trying to figure it out. That would have been a really nice thing to have to make traveling less stressful. Yeah, that's a great one, Jenny. We do love TSA PreCheck. This is not a sponsored ad. <laughs> we TSA do love it though. <laughs> What's something else you got, Teen? Well, another thing I wish I would have learned sooner, and I'm still like pretty questionable at it now, is how to swim. Like basically, oh, for most of my life, I could not swim at all. Like maybe doggy paddle if my life depended on it. But in 2020, I moved to a home with a pool and it has, I've made it my goal to be in that pool pretty much every day that it's available. And since then, I'm not by any means a good swimmer, but I can hold my own now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I wish I would have learned a long time ago. I can't, like this one surprises me. Growing up on lakes and stuff, I'm, I'm just like, swim. I just don't, I don't believe it. I mean, I, I can dog paddle I mean if that counts I can do that I can float I'm not going to sink but I don't know how to like swim quickly to win yeah I'm not like talking about the breaststroke I'm just mean like if you were out above your head somewhere you wouldn't oh yeah I could swim okay so you can swim that's good you just said you can't swim and I I like even like don't believe the fact that you didn't swimming meant like you put your your head to the side and your arms are over your head I thought that was that was like swimming I'm just like kicking my feet and hoping is that would be like the one girl with a life jacket on we jumped off the boat you know you'd like part you and your friends oh yeah the lake and you jump off I had a life jacket on (laughs) 
but maybe for another, another time. I had a traumatic experience when I was learning how to swim. I and I, I remember it. Well, I remember it clear as day. And I think from that point on, I just refused to learn how to swim. Yeah, sport. this is one of those like parenting techniques. And it wasn't, it wasn't our parents. It was at swim class where they wanted her to go underwater. It was like mm-hmm. that lesson. And they just like, she was like, no, I don't want to. I'm scared. And, and then they just dumped her. Pushed my head underwater. underwater. Oh, and she was and, like, that's not okay. And, and yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. It was scary. I was very young. Aww. Yeah. I don't blame you for being traumatized by that. What about you, Liz? What's another thing you wish you would have learned earlier? So something that I wish I had spent more time learning about, and I feel like this is something like high schools should teach you in econ class or whatever, car insurance details. When I was an adult and it was like, okay, get car insurance. I did not take the time to learn about the different plans or what they covered or what that actually meant. I was at that time, you know, just out of college, landed my first job. What's the cheapest thing that will make my car legal on the road? And it did fine for me for a while, but then I hit a deer, as one does, living in Michigan. And to get the car fixed and like learning at that point about deductibles, how much it was really going to cost me was like such a adult lesson. Oh, you mean this could have been avoided if I'd paid $20 more per month and gotten a better plan? And I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it cost me at that time, what felt like a lot of money to get my car back to running condition. And, you know, when you're a unmarried person trying to get to and from work, like I was taking Ubers to and from work or like asking friends, to, like take me home after work. It's like, it's just not because I didn't live in a city where like pub- public transit was a thing, couldn't bike to work, couldn't walk to work. And so it's like, if you don't have a car, you're like in real, you're like in trouble, you're in trouble. Like you got to figure something out. So that is one that I really wish I had learned about before I had to like go make those adult decisions mm-hmm. that's a good one I mean I still don't know anything about car insurance <laughs> cool. but you know what now I'm gonna learn there you go I'm gonna learn to swim and then I'm gonna get car insurance <laughs> I have car insurance wait a minute <laughs> I'm gonna know I'm gonna find out about it learn more about it yeah oh, it has. yeah I know I have AAA so that if my car breaks I can call people See, I, don't think I, could I do but I don't but I don't know how much I pay for it interesting On that insurance topic, I'm just going to quick interject. One of those things that I feel like many women specifically don't know about, and I try to make sure when I talk to a newly engaged or newly married young lady, I tell them, check your homeowners or your renter's insurance and make sure your ring is covered. You often will need to get an additional rider to cover your ring. And it's super, super important. And it's just one of those things. That mm-hmm. I feel like we are not, that people do not know about, that are mm-hmm. not talked about. I think that that's a really helpful thing for you to tell people. I also feel like jewelers should do something to say like, hey, dude, when you buy this ring and pay for it, also consider insuring it in case she loses it in the ocean or you drop it off of the dock or the boat when you propose. Just saying. That makes sense. Yeah. I never thought of it. Okay, so the other one that I had, which I think is something that we all agree on, I wish I had learned at like a younger age, and I don't really know the right way to phrase this, but you can't go wrong when you invest in your mental health. Oh, whether that's, you know, taking the time to go, you know, go back to the doctor and talk to them more honestly, or see a therapist or tell one of your friends that you're struggling, Mm -hmm. like any way that looks. I wish I had learned at a younger age 
that it's okay to be open about it. It's okay to talk about it. Now in my life, I feel very secure talking Mm -hmm. about those things, but there was a time when it felt weird to let people know that I was struggling or that I needed help. There's such a stigma around it. And I'll also say like, this is a huge topic, talking with your doctors and like getting, asking questions when you're in those office appointments, but then asking questions and until you get answers you understand or mm-hmm. what are the next steps, not just like some sugar coated or some medical term that you're like, I don't really know what it means, but I'll just write it down and figure it out later. Like to actually fully get information in a way that you can use it and then mm-hmm. go forward. And I think the other point that I would say about just like mental health in general, that we're not there yet as a society is that I really feel for men because I think I feel so lucky to have women around me who I can talk to very openly about my mental health. And I agree, Jenny, like throughout life, it has not always felt that way. Like to get to that point of like you saw it, self-confidence of being like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed, anxious, this, that here's what I need to do differently. But I feel like women have really leaned in to support women, but I just don't think there is that same understanding and resources or openness or acceptance of men to do it, Hmm. to seek the help, to get the help. I think that they're raised to be a little bit more, I don't know a better way to say like emotionally closed off or like tough, don't cry, like all those things. Oh yeah. But that's a whole nother topic. As far as mental health goes, ask for help. There's nothing to be ashamed of. No. And, and like, it really rings true. People say it, but it's true that other people have experienced this and they might not have wanted to talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. But once one of you, you know, is vulnerable and, you know, breaches that topic, it can open up so much for both of you. Yeah, absolutely. That's really insightful, yeah. both of you ladies. If it's okay, I'm going to pivot just for a second, maybe land on a slightly different note. I would be curious to know if you could each tell me what's something that you still don't know how to do that you probably should at this point in your life. An easy one for me would be like car stuff, change a tire. I have changed a light bulb, a headlight in my car. Nice. That was a big triumphant moment. (laughs) I thought you meant like in a lamp. No, no. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I I mean, I'm coming up with a list of things I don't know how to do. Oh, I just came up with another one that I wish, this is something I wish I knew how to do better. And maybe I'll Maybe I'll take time. And this is kind of a stupid one, but like I'm a very, this item is, I wish I could fold laundry better. And it's just because I love having my closet color coded. And like, I have like a drawer for like, oh, shirts go here, shorts go there. And it, even when I try to keep it organized, it gets like messy. I'm like, if I were a better folder, Hmm. then it would be even prettier. And so maybe I'll work on that. It's not like I just roll it into a ball and throw it. (laughs) Done well. It's not done well. I'll say maybe laundry in general. Like I was thinking that separating colors. Or getting honestly how to get a stain out. I don't really know how to get a stain out. Like I recently figured it out and it's (laughs) knock on wood. It's been foolproof so far. I've used it like probably four or five times now. What's the trick? Well, now I'm scared to actually tell it on into our audience. Yes, Um, that is is So for me, you guys know, I always end up with food in my clothes. It's just like (laughs) I constantly end up with oil on my clothes or something. Did this the first time I tried it with this beautiful dress I got from Goodwill. It was my size, my color, a brand that I loved. And it had a very glaring oil stain right on the front. 
And I was like, I'll just try it. And so you take the shirt or item of clothing and you take like Dawn dish soap and you put it into the area of the stain. But I'm not talking like you just put the soap on the area. Like you take the back of a butter knife and you like push it into the fabric as hard as you can. And you like really get it into the fabric. And then you let it sit for, I want to say five minutes. And then you soak it in hot water for 15 minutes. And then you wash it like normal and air dry And so far, knock on wood, I haven't checked my most recent one, but it's been very successful. Wow. (laughs) Sounds doable. Well, never mind. I know everything now. (laughs) But I do think laundry is one that I, uh, I'm very cavalier about laundry colors. Eh, just throw it on in there and wash it on cold. It'll be fine. (laughs) That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump into a new segment. Christine, this is a surprise for you. Jenny, don't look at my screen because I have to pull up something. Okay, I won't look. To wrap up our episode today, we are introducing a new segment called (laughs) Ginger Tales. And Christine, do you want to explain what Ginger Tales are? And then I'll kind of say how we're going to use that on the podcast. I would love to. Ginger Tales are really a core part of our identity as sisters. And Ginger tales is the term that's come to be known when we tell an exaggeration. Some might say a lie. I would not call it that. A story. A story. Yeah. All always in fun and never hurtful. You know, friends have come to find that we like to razz each other and kind of, you know, pull their leg on different things that have happened. And so come to be known as a ginger tale and all gingers should be aware of it but also you know gingers in spirit not just in actual hair color very nice thank you it is yes an exaggerated extravagant story and we are quite the storytellers Mm -hmm. and so when we are relaying something and someone goes that did not happen that is not real they'll say that's a ginger tale and so that's like how we use it so in this aspect kind of true or fake um so my latest hobby is yoga And so I have a list of yoga poses that I'm going to tell you girls. And you have to tell me if it's a real yoga pose or a fake yoga pose. So we'll start out three-legged dog. Well, there's downward dog. So that sounds real. That sounds real. Yeah, because there's a downward dog. Good job. That is a real yoga pose. How about bison pose? I feel Uh, like that might be fake. I don't know, because there's a cow pose. Ooh. I'm going to go with real. That one is fake. Oh, <laughs> how about triangle pose? That one's real. Yeah, that seems like a real pose. I can picture it. Yes, I correct. can picture it. <laughs> Downward snake. No, because snakes don't point that direction. <laughs> so it's illogical. <laughs> I'm thinking of downward dog, but you just lay your face on the yoga on the ground. <laughs> just face on the ground. Okay. All right. Downward snake is... how about hanging berry pose hanging berry that's gotta be fake that's gotta be fake it's fake (laughs) (laughs) reverse warrior that's real that's real and finally raccoon pose that's fake you guys are good (laughs) (laughs) well We've seen you uh, in your. You've seen you in action. We'll have to tell some of our ginger tail stories one of these days. It'd be fun to share. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sisters of the Apocalypse. If you like what you heard, 
Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. And don't forget, live like there's no tomorrow. Thanks for listening.